0: You've been called the Da Vinci of our time.
1: What do you say to that?
0: Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint.
1: What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death?
0: That's not bad.
2: They say the best weapon is one
0: you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon you only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well
2: so far. To peace.
0: Is it cool if I take a picture with you? Yes. It's very cool. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Please, no gang signs. No, throw it up. I'm kidding.
1: You have to tomorrow... ...to assemble my missile. I should be dead already
2: unless it was for a reason I just finally know what I have to do
0: that doesn't look like a mess huh? what are you building stock I'm working on something big
3: There we go. All right, everybody. This is Jeff Sloboda. I am the founding host of the MCU's Bleeding Edge. And um, right off the bat, I just want to thank everybody out there who decides to uh, join us on the stream and who watches the video on YouTube or Twitch or you know on um, on uh, you know VK Live or wherever you decide to watch the video. We really appreciate all the support we get from everybody. But um, basically, so this is the MCU's Bleeding Edge podcast, live stream, YouTube channel. And we are about to jump into a part three of an Infinity Saga review series we're doing with Podcast of Champions. And we have with us from Podcast of Champions, the Grandmaster himself. Yes. Remco.
2: Yeah, Remco. You can call me Grandmaster, that's easier than my uh, real Dutch <laughs> name. Uh, I'm happy to be on here and uh, looking forward to mixing it up.
3: Matt, most definitely. we got Taylor here for his second time. Thank you. Ready to do it. Yeah, good to have you. And, of course, we have, for the first time ever, our first MCU female MCU fan, Yvonne from Canada.
1: Hey. So glad to be here with you guys.
3: Well, it's wonderful to have you. Um, And Yvonne Rempel is the host of the Road to Damascus podcast, which I have personally checked out myself and is very enjoyable. Um, That's through Anchor and can be found on all podcast distribution platforms. She's a mom of three. Uh, The whole family is comprised of MCU fans and we just want to shout them out because I'm sure they'll be tuning in and, uh, supporting all of us and supporting Yvonne. Um, so we might be joined by Alexis at some point. Alexis is a frequent guest on the Rudlich Broadcasting Network, which I actually also guest on and do film reviews on occasionally. Um, we'll see if she decides to filter in here. If not, we'll maintain on our own, um, But I want to thank all the MCU fans and thank, you know, all the people in general, again, who end up watching this across all the different platforms on Facebook Live, on Facebook. Um, I want to very much just thank and say that I really appreciate having the Grandmaster and Taylor on here uh, for this stream. Um, I'm really glad that we're able to have two people from the podcast of champions on the show. It's great. You know, I mean... Maybe we can even do three at one point, which would be that would be like even better. Um we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe like uh what's his name? Um is it uh Lord Death Lord or whatever? Um Lord Death Man. <laughs> Lord Deathman. I'm hoping that maybe he'll like eventually kind of like make his way over here onto the stream.
2: Yeah, he's cool.
3: Yeah, Art says he's pretty good.
2: Yeah, he he has a lot of knowledge about the comics, uh Marvel comics. Uh, the 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 is actually priceless when when, when we do our podcast or reviews, uh, he, he he can guide us a little bit and uh, point out some really cool uh, Easter eggs.
3: Well, all you guys basically have some comic book background, right? Uh,
2: the most of us do um, me personally, I'm uh, a, an MCU fan. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marvel comics are not available in my uh, language. So, oh, as a kid, I I of course, I couldn't read English, so I never got into reading the comics. Uh, I, I had a, a subscription to uh, Marvel Limited for a while. Uh, basically to read up, r- Yeah, read, read up on Captain Marvel because I really had no clue uh, who she was before the movie came out. And I'm always interested in learning new characters. And uh, But uh, yeah, I, I just didn't have the time to just keep reading comic books on my tablet, so uh, I gave that up. No, that. it
3: gets a little old. I've got unlimited 2 myself. I'm actually digging into the Hawkeye run that the the series is based on. Mm-hmm. Like I've been I've been reading that right now just so I can prepare myself for Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, basically, uh, Taylor, do you have a you've got some comic book background, right?
4: A little bit. Um, when I was young, I read a lot of Marvel comics, uh, Silver Age, Bronze Age stuff. Me too. And uh, I'm also big on um, various animated versions of these characters and any and all movies and tv shows that have been been made of them
3: yes and taylor taylor makes some really good really good comments and and really good um really good takes when it comes to these reviews i've noticed so like you know um i definitely uh, yvonne um, i can't remember are you just like a strict mcu fan do you have any comic book knowledge really at all or
1: I, I mean, I have a little bit, you know, the little bit that I've read because my boys were really into, you know, MCU and the comics and stuff. So I would pick up and read what they were reading, you know, mom reads and watches everything before they do. So I picked a little bit and then I like to do a lot of that, uh, do a lot of the reading now so that I know kind of like, you know, are we on the same timeline? How are we going? How are the characters? Do they match? Kind of thing like that.
3: Most Definitely. Well, let's get into this. All right, we're doing a review of Iron Man. Um, you know, and uh Robert Downey Jr. of course is the star of Iron Man. And um this is again part 3 of an Infinity Saga review series that we're doing as a collaboration with Podcast of Champions. Um and again, it's it's wonderful to actually have a female MCU fan presence on this stream. It's very different for me. I've never had I've never been able to get a lady MCU fan to come on before. So, This is like, um, I feel very blessed to have you, Yvonne. Um, Thank you. Most definitely. So I don't feel like I have to really like break down the story of Iron Man or anything like that. Or like, you know, read that whole spiel or like break it down. I think most people out there who end up watching this are going to know the story of the film, basically. So I'm not going to try to do like any kind of like, you know, uh, background talk or anything about the film. I'm just going to kind of assume that we've all seen it. We all know what it's about um but basically just to start things off like very simple um and starting off with you yvonne what were your thoughts on this film back in 2008 or like whatever it was that you originally saw it um compared to seeing it now
1: well okay so i had i looked at it in 2008 so that's like 13 years and here's something i really realized I aged and the movie did not. <laughs> <laughs> so all the all the things that Robert Downey Jr., like Iron Man did in the movie. So 13 years ago, I was like, yeah, that like that's awesome. I watched it in the theaters when it came out. I'm like, I would totally do that. And now 13 years later, I'm just like, no, why are you doing that? Like, so it's just I love the movie. I think it as the first MCU movie, it was well done. It introduced Iron Man great. I think my perspective has changed different and drastically just because I aged and I'm just in a different stage of life now, but I've watched that movie three times this week and wow. yeah, it's still, well, I wanted to make sure I was prepared, you know, so, you know, I wanted to watch it and be prepared, you know, cause I was coming here with the boys. So um, yeah, I just, I just thought that, yeah, for the first MCU movie, it was really good um, and really well done. I thought it introduced the character exactly how it needed to be.
3: Well, that was some serious due diligence on your part that you watched it three times. I mean, I gotta be honest with you; I don't think I can watch it three times. Like it would get a little boring to me by the, the third run. But uh, in one week, but um, yeah, Grandmaster, same thing to you. What what what's what was the contrast for you?
2: Um, well, I saw it a little bit late, uh, Iron Man. Um, My first MCU movie in theaters and at all was uh, Marvel's The Avengers. Um, I watched Iron Man like half a year later when I picked up the DVD box for phase one. And um, I really, really enjoyed uh, watching Iron Man for the first time. Uh, It's an awesome movie. Uh, At least uh, it was to me at at the time. with Age, uh, I must say, it has become uh, one of my lesser enjoyable uh, MCU films. Uh, and that has nothing to do with the quality of uh, Iron Man, but more that the rest is a little bit uh, uh, better to me. Uh, but uh, overall, it's a great movie. It You can see that the effects are really of that era and not of this era. Uh, but uh, it still holds up, uh, which is uh, always a good thing. And I always enjoy uh, starting my uh, M- MCU re- re- uh, re- reviewing, how do you say that? Uh, re- I, 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 I regularly watched the whole MCU. Uh, Uh, from scratch, and I always enjoy starting uh, with the dirt road in Afghanistan, and uh, (laughs) yeah. uh, uh, Even though it's not my favorite MCU movie, far from it, but uh, I I, I still love it, but uh, not as much as I did when I saw it the first time.
3: Excellent. Well, we have Alexis now with us. We knew that she was going to potentially
0: be joining into the mix at some point. Hey, Alexis. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me okay? Yes okay I, I don't use this headset very often so
3: no your audio sounds great actually. Um, it sounds real strong and just so you know Alexis just a quick intro um, this is a you got you've got Yvonne there um, to my left of, of you mm-hmm. um, you got and you've got the Grandmaster um, with the um, the dark black baseball cap all right and that's Taylor. With the like, uh, big like, uh, you know, a bookcase with the DVDs. I believe it is. Yeah. All right, cool. And they're from the podcast of champions that are you know connecting with us on this Infinity Saga review. So, um, just to give everybody a quick intro for Alexis, um, Alexis is the owner and operator of Honeysuckle Rose Creations. She's a frequent guest on the Rutledge Broadcasting Network and an actual Comic Con vendor which is, I think, very impressive. Um, so, Alexis, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate having you on here. It's good to
0: see you. You too. Sorry, again, for uh, running a little late. Oh, uh, that's okay. Yeah, I, I jumped on. You, you had said before, jump on a little, on a little yeah. early, and I did, but I think it glitched because there was no one here, and I was like, okay, what's going on? So I messaged you on Facebook, but I'm guessing y- you didn't get it. And I was just like, okay, let's just try this again. I'm like, oh, okay, they're here now. <laughs> That's my <laughs> fault. Right. My for computer hates
3: me. me. That's my fault. I should have checked. I should have known I should have thought to look to see if you did message me because um I just automatically assumed the link for restream would go through. You know what I mean? And you'd pop <laughs> on when you wanted to pop on. But no, it must have glitched because we were all on here pretty early and I didn't see you. So um things happen. Say lovey. Yeah, so basically just to put it out there again, Alexis and I'm going to go to I'm going to go to you and then we'll go to Taylor. The 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 topic or the question is to start things off basically very simply, mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on Iron Man back in 28 or whenever you did watch it originally compared to seeing it now?
0: First time I saw it, I knew that this was something that we had never seen before, that the whole idea of establishing a franchise. I mean, we had seen sequel baiting in films for years, but this was the first time that a film had come forward and been like, Okay, this isn't just setting up a sequel. This isn't just, well, if we got the money or we got the reviews, we'll do more. This was we have plans and we really want to see this through. And that post credit scene with Nick Fury Still, actually, gives me shivers when I think about the ambition that Marvel had at the time. Just the idea of, you know, something that had never been done, which now everyone wants to do. Of course, <laughs> you know, and now it's practically a given. It's like, oh, you have an idea for a movie? We need to make sure it's a full franchise. And it really does blow me away. I, I actually rewatched this again not too long ago, and it still holds up. And I kept thinking, yeah, you know, first movie in the franchise, when you look back on it after everything we've had with all the Avengers movies and everything, surely it doesn't it's not as good as we remember. Still is. I, I still really enjoy it. I think I, I think one of the things that really cemented it was like I said, a lot of films, a lot of companies now try to make a franchise out of one film. Marvel knew that They wanted to make a franchise, but they also knew this has to be a good film. So if this franchise doesn't fall apart, or if this franchise does fall apart, we still have a really good movie. And that's one of the things I really love about this movie, is that even if you never watched another Marvel movie after this, you still probably enjoyed this one.
3: That's a great take. That's a really good point. I think that that the Grandmaster made a great point in the fact that the let's be honest here, from a from a a, um, a a technology standpoint, from like a CGI standpoint, things have come a long way for like Infinity War and Endgame compared to when they made Iron Man. So the fact that it does hold up the way it does, I think is like really lends to the um the production of the film itself and, and how it was shot. Um and the people, the whole team, you know, that that did the film. And then I think Alexis, it's very important that you that you, you know, mentioned that um, they did go ahead and gamble the way they did and go ahead and do that end credit scene and go ahead and throw Nick Fury into the mix like that right off the bat in that first film. That was a big gamble. Um, you know, So I think that was really poignant that you mentioned that. Um, Taylor, what are your thoughts?
4: Well, full disclosure, Iron Man was my favorite superhero from the time I was like seven, eight years old and discovered him. He was always my favorite. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe it was the mustache. I don't know. But he was my favorite superhero. So when I heard they're finally, after seeing 8 million Batman movies and Superman movies and a bunch of other superhero movies, that they're finally making an Iron Man movie, I was painfully excited. I could not wait. I was there opening night. I was there to see. In fact, I was in a place where I could actually see it before opening night. I won't get into how that happened. But I was able to see a a preview of it and i loved it it, it was fantastic I, we'll get into the details of why it's so great i'm sure as as we get along but i loved it i've seen it multiple times since then i watched it this morning in preparation for the podcast and it is every bit as good as it was on opening night in 2008. it is fantastic um and as you know, the cgi ages oh i am old school okay i grew up watching ray harry stop motion animation and guys in rubber suits okay the quality of the story is is what matters the the practical effects the new effects it don't don't matter to me okay it's the it's the movie stupid and I'm calling myself stupid.
3: <laughs> okay? Well, hey, I yeah. mean, honestly, i I think the, I think the effects and, and the, the special effects in Iron Man are actually pretty good.
0: They are. Yeah, there's a lot of shots that to this day I still can't believe are CG. Uh, I remember watching the behind the scenes where they show where the CG was uh, for the suits, and I was thinking, really, they didn't just you know, have the suit. No, they were CG. It's like, wow. No. And I love the scenes
3: where they, where he, they actually, where he puts it on with all the like robotic arms and everything and whatnot that he has. I feel like for me, it doesn't give me chills necessarily, but it is very thrilling for me as a fan. Like when I watch the film, no matter how many times I love those scenes where they, where he actually puts the Iron Man suit on and you see him stand there. Um, and, like, really for me, what really, like, stands out to me visually, just to, as a last point for me, and then we'll move on, is just that um when Iron Man, when Tony Stark finds out that his weapons are still being sold over there in Afghanistan or whatever, and he uses the red the red and gold suit for the first time or the red suit for the first time and flies over there, and he does his first superhero landing, like, on his knee or whatever and pops up that does like kind of give me a, a thrill and like a little bit of chills a little bit when I see that, you know, I mean, because that was our first like superhero introduction type deal that we ever got in the MCU, you know, before, you know, Black Widow did it and Cap did it and everybody else. Um, but okay. So I guess probably starting off with um, the grandmaster on this, what are your thoughts grandmaster on um, RDJ's overall contributions um, and Iron Man's contributions as well, of course, to the, to the whole MCU.
2: Yeah, I think he is uh, uh, one of the pillars, but maybe even the pillar of the whole MCU. Without RDJ, uh, without Iron Man, there wouldn't be an MCU. It's as simple as that. Uh, he, he started it all. Um, I, I remember when they had the Marvel Studio 10-year anniversary gathering, and they made the picture. Um he was front and center next to stan lee and uh kevin feige and i think he deserves to be and uh, uh, the fact that you have like uh, when you look at the whole saga you have the story from uh, tony stark becoming iron man until the end he says i am iron man snaps his finger and uh, passes away uh, i think i think that's the reason uh, they did that is because he is the 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 central character in the mcu and uh um the way rdj uh, portrayed him um yeah amazing uh maybe he played himself (laughs) that's sometimes it's being said but uh uh how whatever however uh, i think he did an amazing job and uh um yeah I, i i love him to death it's he's he's great
3: Yes he is. Um Yvonne, say the same same question to you. What what personally um do you how do you feel about his contributions to the MCU overall?
1: Yeah, I think Iron Man is a pillar of MCU, right? And Alexis said it right. Iron Man could have been a standalone film, right? You could you could have watched it, you've been like okay, that's Iron Man, that was amazing. It's great. Maybe we'll get a 2. We'll see how it is. But the fact that we watched the character development of Robert Downey Jr. from Iron Man into the Avengers and into the entire series. I what I love about it is he has such great character development in this entire franchise. And and they could have done him wrong. He could have just been that Playboy, you know, billionaire through the entire thing. But we watched a growth that happened, which actually brought together the Avengers. So I it was v- I think it was so important that we watched him do this um, together, but also being the same, being the pillar of MCU, uh, of you know, because I, I, I'd love to say Captain America was, like, you know, the guy for the Avengers, but honestly, without Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man, like there was a lot of things that happened because of the character that he was.
3: Yeah, I really think that's a great point because I really feel like for RDJ and, and Iron Man, I feel like his growth across the whole MCU, regardless of the fact that he did start things off and everything and have the most time, I feel like his growth as a character um, and, and the way that RDJ played him, played Tony Stark, I think was something that sets him apart than any of the other characters in the MCU. And I almost feel like the growth of the overall original six Avengers was very much like related to RDJ. I feel like there's a connection there. You know what I mean? Where he kind of spurred like other character growth, just with the yeah. the, the 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 dialogues that he would have, like with Cap, for instance. I feel yeah, like and, yeah, go ahead.
1: And we had some of our best lines came because Robert Downey Jr. played that character so well. Like some of the lines that came out of the movies was in you know improvised by him for being so in character. So I think he pushed the Avengers into the people that they are while himself growing as a character, I think, and, but not ever taking it away from the comics, right? So people could really appreciate it from a comic standpoint, but if you've never watched that, you really love the franchise from the beginning to the end.
3: Most definitely. Uh, Taylor, what are your thoughts?
4: Uh, I agree with what everyone has said. Uh, i Robert Downey Jr.'s and Iron Man's uh, contribution to the MCU is immeasurable. It is, it is, critical. The entire MCU is built around him, and I think it's important. Um, prior to the MCU, the other MCU characters have now kind of, kind of become like this. But prior to the MCU, I would say that Iron Man and Tony Stark was the most integral alter ego of any superhero, if you understand what I'm saying. Tony Stark was always as much of the story as Iron Man was. And secondly, he was also much more of himself when he was Iron Man than other ones. In other words, I love Spider-Man, but Peter Parker is almost a completely different personality when he's not in his suit. And that can be said of a lot of superheroes, but Tony Stark is Tony Stark, in or or out of the suit. And I think Robert Downey Jr. did an amazing job of playing that character, and also, yes, he he, he goes through that traumatic um, experience. He decides he's going to do what's right. He's going to change some things in his life, but he didn't become a different person. He's still Tony Stark. His personality he really did not change. He he became focused, which he always was. He was just focused on making super hot hot, hot technology that he could sell, sell for billions and billions of dollars. But he came focused on this saving the world or protecting people mission but he was still the same person
3: well just to reflect over
4: over the whole time of the mcu yes that person did develop over time but very gradually like in real life how people develop
3: no i think it's important just to mention quickly that as far as his, his growth goes he had the traumatic event in the cave and like you know made some real you know changes and decisions you know based on that and that experience but then he also had the Avengers, the original avengers film trauma of like almost dying with the battle of new york and everything and whatnot and i think that was an important part again where that really like that really stands out for him as an individual character in the mcu that he had actually two like you know come to jesus moments like you know what i mean like throughout the, the you know the the whole story um and kind of affected his his character growth but um alexis to kind of wrap this up with you What are your thoughts um, on his contributions overall?
0: I think actually one of the important things to remember with the RDJ and why he fits the role so well is kind of his past. A lot of people are too young to remember Robert Downey Jr. did time in jail. Mm -hmm. He was arrested multiple times for it was drugs, I believe. I'm trying to remember exactly what the charges were. But this is an actor who has fallen down on his face multiple times. This is a guy who, yeah, I still remember seeing the pictures in Entertain Weekly when he was released from prison. Uh, I still remember when he got uh, kicked off of uh, Ally mcBeal uh, oh. for uh, for drug use you know I, i'm thirty six okay, I'm showing my age <laughs> <laughs> and. When I heard he was cast as Iron Man, I thought, you cannot get more perfect than this. Because <laughs> this is an actor who knows about fighting his demons, something that we know Tony has done so many times. You know, we any time somebody talks about Tony Stark or Iron Man, even if they're not huge fans of the character, they know the demon in the bottle story arc. They know about his alcoholism. I think casting Robert Downey Jr., was perfect because he was able to bring in that sense of i can find the inner strength because he has shown us that time and time again that he can pick himself up and he can move on no matter how many times he falls down and that's what we really needed in our iron man well i
3: think it's important to mention too that i think they did a good job of not trying to overdo his alcoholism in the actual um, iron man films for instance like they mentioned his. They did kind of try to like throw in some uh, some commentary here and there about his previous drinking issues and stuff like that. They did kind of touch on it, but they didn't like make a big stink or like a big thing out of it. Where he like you know fell apart during the like you know his films or whatever. Which I I like that. Um, and just to stay right here with you, Alexis, <laughs> um, like um, basically, I guess what I wanted to ask you next was, um, what are just briefly, like, what are your thoughts on Terrence Howard as Rody in the film?
0: Um, yeah, you know, I thought he did a really good job, but if you ask me to pick between him and Don Cheadle, I'm going to pick Don Cheadle every time. Terrence Howard is a good actor, but Don Cheadle is always going to seal the show. He, is, he has been such an amazing actor for so long, and when I heard that he had been replaced, I was a little upset, but when I heard he was replaced with Don Cheadle, I'm like, oh, pff, never mind, upgrade. <laughs> That's very
3: poignant. I pre- that's that's a great take, a uh, grandmaster. What about you?
2: Yeah, basically the same. Uh, I love, by the way, how they did that in Iron Man Two uh, when they just made actually the comment that I'm here. Let's just move on. And uh, 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 Don Cheadle was uh, Rhodey uh, from that moment on. Uh, Terrence Howard did a great job. Uh, if he had stayed on as Rhodey, uh, I would have been fine. Uh, but he didn't, and everything worked out fine. Uh, so more than fine, I would say. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think part. you're right. I think
3: you're right. I think I would. I don't think I, it would have been a disservice if Terrence Howard had continued playing the character.
2: No, I. He, he like I said, he, he he did a great job. Uh, but yeah, uh, in in hindsight, in retrospect. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy it worked out the way it. did.
3: Everything just seems to work out like that for Marvel Studios, doesn't it? I mean, that's just kind of like how things usually work. Like whatever decisions they make, the same thing with the Hulk and with, you know, with, um, yeah. with, with you know, with, with switching up the actors with Bruce Banner. It, yeah. it works, you know. Yeah. Um,
2: they, they have an excellent casting director in uh, Sarah Haley Finn. Uh, I think when you when you talk about people who are very important to the MCU, uh, people always talk about Stan Lee, Kevin Feige, Robert Downey Jr., uh, John Favreau, but Sarah Haley Finn is uh, just as important, if not one of the most important people uh, working for Marvel Studios and creating this universe. Uh, I think her casting picks are... For ninety-nine percent, perfect, and uh, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, and uh, and whenever there's doubt, I know there was doubt when Chris Evans was cast as uh, Steve Rogers. Well, uh, I cannot imagine anyone else playing Steve Rogers uh, right now. Uh, it's it's basically like that. Uh, she sees stuff that isn't in, in, in people that 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 ordinary people like me would not see right away. Uh, and she makes it work, and uh, yeah, I salute her. And uh, I, I, I think she does not get enough credit uh, for that uh, among the fandom, at least not spoken out loud. So, uh,
3: I think that might that might be the most powerful comment we've gotten so far because I think you're spot on with that, hundred percent. I think that I need to, I, if anything, I need to kind of in my next stream maybe kind of pay some some attention with my graphics and like actually take a little time and talk about that and unpack that because you're right. Kevin Feige's whole team is very instrumental. If not, you know, as important to the whole landscape of the MCU in terms of the production and the casting has been without question, probably just a, just like an overall spot on bang up job, no matter what they've done. Um, they haven't slipped up yet, but, um, Yvonne, um, what what are your thoughts? What do you think about Terrence Howard in the film?
1: I mean, after watching the first one and I see him, I'm like, okay, great. And then I watch the rest and I'm like, okay, those are great too, right? So it's the same thought, right? It's, you know, if he kept continuing as Roadie, then that would have been fine. And they recast it and that was fine too. And I like who they picked. So, I mean, the... They needed to have somebody who had, like, a really great uh, connection with Robert Downey Jr., you know, because they they are in, you know, his character. It becomes more integral later on, so I like their casting choice um, when they did replace him, and I I think they did a great job.
3: Most definitely, and Taylor, let me ask you kind of, isn't it kind of silly when you think about it, like, long-term overall now, like, for Terrence Howard, that he actually lost that role because of money? (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah it, it it you know life has twists and turns and I don't see coming but uh, i agree with everybody that terrence was fine uh Cheadle's better <laughs> that all worked out
3: well i just i mean to me it's almost like i mean of course hindsight's always 2020 20, but i mean and like you never you there was no way of knowing how things were going to unfold with the whole avengers when they did that and the other solo franchises with Thor and Captain America. But still the fact that Terrence Howard actually felt like he should be compensated to the same level as like Robert Downey Jr. To me is yeah. just like, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and and honestly, how much money would he have made if he had stayed in the, the MCU? Um, yeah.
0: Seriously. If he had just been willing to take it on the chin for like Iron Man 2 and maybe even Iron Man 3, <laughs> he would have made like three times as much as he did on Empire. <laughs> Yeah, and not only that, but what would it have done for his career?
2: Yeah, uh, he would—he uh, would pr- pr- probably soon start production on Armor Wars. I mean, uh, it's like that. Mm-hmm. He would have even would have worked for fifteen years,
3: guaranteed. Well, that's right. Have you seen Terrence Howard very much lately in films? I haven't. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, like I said, he's on a show on—it's either Fox or FX called Empire. They—it's st- still running.
4: No, that was I- canceled. Oh, okay, I it ran for a few years but it got canceled like last last season
0: (laughs) yeah i hate to say i didn't watch it but i i have hulu and it got advertised all the time on it well it was
4: a big hit when it first started Mm -hmm. first couple of seasons it was big
0: most definitely
3: so okay i'll tell you what moving on uh, you know real quick just to kind of change things up a little bit why don't i just really quick drop a trailer and just give everybody a breather for a minute And we'll just run run that quick, and we'll just, you know, kind of just enjoy it. I'm definitely going to enjoy it because I love the Iron Man trailers.
2: Mr. Stark, you've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint.
1: What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death?
0: That's not bad. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon. You only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. To peace. Is it cool if I take a picture with you?
2: Yes. It's very cool. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Please, no gang
0: signs. No, throw it up. I'm kidding.
1: assemble my missile I should be dead already
2: unless it was for a reason I just finally know what I have to do that doesn't look
0: like a missile what are you building stock I'm working on something big
3: All right. Taylor, right off the bat, does it still stand up?
4: Yes, 100%. It still stands up. Uh, It was a great trailer. Marvel's never let us down with trailers. Uh, You could see right away what they were doing. Um, They knew what they wanted to do. They were going to adapt the source material, not reinvent it, not reimagine it. They were going to take the source material, the original Stanley, you know, king kirby created source material and they were going to put it on film and they they nailed it
3: most definitely um does anybody else have any kind of reactions or thoughts just on the trailer i mean yvonne
1: no i mean i remember watching the trailer when it came out you know you go to the theater and then you see a trailer and you're like "Ooh, what is this about because i didn't read comics growing up so i was like oh what is this iron man Right. So even when you didn't read a comic book, you know, you saw that and that was like, that is what I want to be interested in. That's what I'm after. And I think the moment that you enjoyed that first movie, you just you haven't stopped yet. Like there probably isn't a movie or show that I haven't seen yet. Just and it's all because how well they did that very first movie and that trailer that grabbed you.
3: Alexis, what do you think about the trailer?
0: credit to whoever it was and i don't know paramount or marvel studios or whatever who said if we don't have the music to that song (laughs) in the background we might as well just shoot ourselves in the foot it was like admit it anyone who when the minute that they heard there was going to be an iron man movie we all had the collectively the first thought at what point will they play that song so it was like okay yeah good you guys actually do you know pay attention (laughs)
3: Yeah, it was, I mean that's I don't know. What do you think, Grandmaster? Is that almost like fan service when they do that? Like that they that they that they threw that in there like that?
2: No, uh, they know their stuff. They have shown that for over the years. They know their stuff. They know what they're doing, and they do it well. Uh, this trailer, uh, what I noticed uh, seeing it now again, uh, is that uh, the if you look at the current trailers they send out, they are different. They are. This this gives a lot of the story away, uh, uh, and and they don't do that anymore. But uh, yeah, awesome trailer Ma- makes you excited for this movie uh, to go and see it, and that's what trailers should do.
3: All right. Well, let me just ask you, ask quickly. I'm going to start off with Taylor on this one. Taylor, I don't know, I don't know how in depth you're going to get with this because I mean, let's be honest. I think I think we all agree that it's a great film but for you what works and what doesn't in this film if there is anything that doesn't work
4: uh, it, it, it's even hard to put into words how phenomenal this movie is what worked for me is what i alluded to with the trailer they embraced this character the it, it's pulp okay and i love pulp i'm a big fan of pulp they said that there's gonna be serious themes in this movie, there's gonna be serious stuff in this movie, but this is not a movie that's trying to convince anyone of anything other than you were gonna be entertained to death uh, by this movie. So that worked, the the focus of what they wanted to do and how they were able to achieve it. They said this movie is going to be stylish, it's gonna be action-packed, it's an action movie, Um, It's gonna be well acted. You could even see that from the from the trailer So of course the acting in general worked for me the entire cast worked fantastically You know Jeff Bridges has how they get Jeff Bridges to play Obadiah Spain. I have no idea Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow was a pretty big star at this time How the heck did they get her to be in a comic book movie for some unknown? You know Marvel Studios a studio made by a comic book company um, but they did it. They convinced him to do it. Okay. So that worked. What else worked? Robert Downey Jr. Worked hundred percent. What a performance. I mean, what, what a character he created, uh, in this starting in this movie, the action worked, all of it, the building of a franchise worked. And it, there's a lot of really subtle stuff in there. And as um, I think it was Alexis talked about earlier, they were going for it Well, heck, it's Marvel Studios we're comic book people we have a universe of comic book characters that we own and that's all we own we better make make we better start setting up for all of them and he said if we can't do that you know we're not a movie studio <laughs> we're just gonna keep making comic books um, and they did it and they set it up in so many ways shield the ten rings <laughs> even had a flag in the background with the symbol of the 10 of the 10 rings when uh, Obadiah was visiting uh, the leader of the terrorist the terrorist group the 10 rings all that little subtle stuff Stark industries and of course how did they get audiences to sit through the credits of a movie all the way to the end to see what was it 20 seconds of Samuel L Jackson and when he said I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative I almost died, literally. I almost keeled over in my seat in the movie theater. I said, they are doing the Avengers. And at that point, having just seen, you know, what, you know, one of the greatest comic book movies ever made still to this day, Iron Man. I was like, they're actually gonna succeed at it. I had no doubt in my mind from that point, they were going to do the Avengers. A lot of people didn't think they'd ever get there. But I said, the guys who made this movie can do it so i don't know what else i can say worked for the music worked i, I am iron man and the other music that they use marvel does such a great job of you know they first of all they do have good scores in a lot of their movies that are created for their movies but they're also smart enough to know there are songs out there already that will fit in these movies and we will pay the money to get them heck by now there's probably companies paying them to put their songs into in marvel movies for all i know the humor worked. The, the the balance, the balance. They hit the sweet spot. Okay, the sweet spot that you don't hit very often. Star Wars hit it, Raiders of the Lost Ark hit it, but they hit that sweet spot that appeals to everyone. It's and and George Lucas is the one who said it. I wrote, I wrote, Star Wars for twelve year olds, and that is the spot. That is where you make lifelong fans. You aim it at the twelve year olds, and because they'll love it, they'll they'll be loyal to it forever. But everyone else can enjoy it. Their parents can enjoy it. Younger kids can enjoy it. They hit that sweet spot of that balance of action, adventure, drama, just enough drama to make it, to give it gravitas, to make it not just a silly superhero movie. Um, And they, they nailed it. And lastly, I'm just going to mention, they called him the new, the new Da Vinci in the, in the trailer and in the movie. I'm just going to give you a quote from Leonardo Da Vinci. He once said that simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And that, is this movie in a nutshell? They said we are going to make a movie about a comic book character named Iron Man, and we are going to do that to the best degree possible. And that worked.
3: Outstanding, Yvonne, It's really hard to follow Taylor. I got to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> I've noticed that. Like, now that I've worked with Taylor twice now, like, um, I mean, I can handle it, I guess. But like, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to like uh, follow up with him because. He really, like, uh, has a very uh, concise way of, like, really nailing all of the really highlighted, like, you know, powerful, like, points that need to be made about, you know, a topic or whatever with this stuff. And you almost, like, it's like, you know, there's nothing left to say sometimes with him. There's (laughs) lots of other stuff. Please, go ahead.
1: (laughs) You know, when Iron Man first came out, so I'm a mom of three, right? So when Iron Man came out, right, like, this was this was a movie that that young boys were going to be like this is a superhero movie. And they de- that's what they delivered. This wasn't just a superhero movie for kids. This was a superhero movie of redemption for adults too. Right? And so as you said, it, it it's not just about, you know, that sweet spot is 12, right? But that they had everything for everyone in there. Right? You had Robert Downey Jr. and you had his humor. Right. You had action. Right. And you have like the story. If you look at the storyline. Right. You're you're looking at, you know, the arc of a character. You're looking at the the feeling of the heart. Right. So you have the the, the women who came with the guys to watch the Super. And they're like, oh, isn't that so sweet. Right. And, and you're looking at this man in a suit come down for the very first time in that pose. And everyone's so excited because he was going to save the day. He was the villain to the hero. Right. So that's what that movie was. And regardless if they were doing the Avenger, but I'm so glad they did. But regardless, like that was the direction. If you didn't know that 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 was going to be the direction that this was going to be a superhero franchise, Iron Man was a superhero that kids were going to follow for a lifetime. And then when they included so much more to it. So. That's my take on it. Like, that's what I so that's what they nailed so good on, on all of it. Because, you know, as a parent who brought kids time and time again, they delivered in everything and in, in all spectrums. Everyone left taking something different that they wanted to be a superhero in their own lives, also.
3: That, that's a that's those are really great points, Yvonne. And I just want to like really quick just, um, shout out arch um from podcast of champions right now he's in the chat and um basically hey, arch. He, hey, arch. He, he um he 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 brought attention to the fact that he says greetings everyone three out of five hats not too shabby and on my screen at least we all, all of the guys here are all lined up with hats so like I don't know if we're all having bad hair days or what but like uh you know I don't look good
0: in, I don't look good in hats. <laughs>
3: I have a bad hair life, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, we we needed that humor right there, Grandmaster. Way to inject some humor into, into the stream. Um, so, Arch also says to everybody out there, Stark is great because he leads the technological world. I actually wish it was focused on a bit more. But, for instance, he starts an energy revolution at the start of Avengers. Um, he mentions that Sarah Finn deserves all the credit in the world. She's the queen of the MCU. Marvel Studios has a great balance of score and licensed music across all their films. The characters usually are listening to the licensed songs, which is a great way to include them. Um, Taylor is the man. I agree. Um, Alexis, uh, what do you think? What what works, and if, if anything at all, if you can if you can find even find a reason to find something that didn't work?
0: Actually, one of the things I want to talk about uh, something that uh, Taylor mentioned about how did they get us to stay after the credits how hilarious is it that, you know, before the Marvel movies started to come along post-credits, they weren't unheard of, but they weren't really thing, and now it is practically impossible to go to the movie, or just go to the movies, and not wait to the end of the credits, because you're like, well, wait, is there something at the end? We practically expect it now, and that's all Marvel, because Marvel made that the trend they always have post-credits scenes now (laughs) and i just find it so funny now that just you know all these years later um you know my husband and i just saw the conjuring 3 uh the other night and um you yeah, know i went to the theaters i had to see i went to see cruella for uh, the ratledge and broadcasting network and yeah i, I stayed at the end of the credits cuz it's i need i need to see if there's a post credit scene it's like thank you marvel you know i'm i, I can't get up until the lights are on now
3: <laughs>
0: what was um what was what was your
3: daughter's take on um, on that third uh, film that you mentioned? What what, uh, what what was what was the movie that you said that you I, I believe you said that you went to see or? Um,
0: oh, or- um, I went to go see Cruella for the rat. I, I was going to say daughter. I I'm sorry. I got I, 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 I have I, got the balls of fur I, that interrupted my show earlier. I don't have
3: kids. <laughs> I, I, I got confu- I, I'm sorry, I confused you for a minute. Um, no, what was the other film that you said that you went to see the third installment? Uh, Con- uh, the third Conjuring. Yes, conjuring. the third conjuring. I love the conjuring film, so I'm just oh, yeah. wondering like how was
0: how was the third installment? It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I, I think the first two are a little bit better. Uh, but this one's still good. Um, no complaints. Is there connective tissue? like can you tell that it's the conjuring? Well, yeah, it's uh, Anne and Lorraine Warren. It's um, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farminga, I think is how her name is pronounced. It's them again. Uh, and wow. there's a couple of lines. Uh, they they mention some of the past families that they've helped in the previous two films. So, but, yeah, it, it's good. It's always Grant, good. That's good to hear. That's one I'll definitely be
3: wanting to watch when it comes out. Um, Grandmaster, any, any do you have any, any criticisms at all of the film?
2: Well... Uh. Just one tiny minor one, but it's actually silly if, to even mention. But uh, to this date, whenever Iron Man uh, gets to his first flight out of his uh, Malibu mansion and he passes the the big wheel, uh, you see the little boy and his ice cream drops. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. that's always a bit cringy to me. I, 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 that's uh, a little bit silly. Uh, but that's the only thing that I always like. Nah, that didn't need to happen. Uh I know why they did it, but uh yeah, to me it's a bit, a bit silly. but overall the uh, uh the movie is great and uh, I uh, I can only uh uh subscribe to what Taylor has said. Uh he he was spot on and I have not much to add to that. Uh it, it, the movie works. It's it's great from start to finish and uh yeah. Uh, I'm happy Marvel made us watch through credits because officially credits belong to the movie and uh, people work hard and long on those movies and uh, well uh, they deserve the respect to stay through the credits in my view but that's a personal view and uh, yeah uh, I'm happy Marvel uh, made us do that and yeah
3: Iron Man works. If I had I didn't see it in theaters, I wish I did. I think it's you're lucky. I mean, Taylor, the fact that you did see it in theaters is awesome, but I can only imagine like how many people must have skipped that end credit scene because if you didn't know like about it then
1: I left. I left. I left because I was like movie's done. You don't stay for end credits, right? Like you just you leave yeah. and I left and then all of a sudden somebody's like, "Did you not know there's something after?" and I was like this is thirteen years ago. We didn't have like you know, pull up the Facebook and find the YouTube, and it was like, what? I missed something, and yeah. Now I you think... stay. I, now, now you just stay all the time because now I have like this fear I'm going to miss something.
4: <laughs> I think if I remember right, it was actually the guy who worked at the movie theater told us as we were going in, "Stay till the end after the credits. <laughs> so otherwise, we would have walked out as soon as the as soon as the fancy graphic uh, credits had ended."
0: probably had a handful of people complaining because they had walked out and then it was just like, okay, it's probably had, them. I I can just easily see a manager having a meeting with the ushers going, okay, if they say they're coming in for Iron Man, you might want to mention, tell them to stay because we're getting a lot of complaints.
4: (laughs) Now, every time you go to the movie theater, you have to get online and see, does, you know, does this movie have an end credit scene before you go
2: in? So, you know,
0: (laughs) there's a full website dedicated to so-and-so have a post credit scene. (laughs)
2: Uh, what baffles me is um, right up until uh, Far From Home, actually, uh, whenever I go to uh, see a Marvel Studios movie in the theater, uh, as soon as the credits starts to roll, uh, half the movie theater still stands up and leaves. I know, I right? Absolutely, don't understand that. <laughs> I mean you're you're 23 movies in you should have known I, I i must admit i only learned of the concept of after credit scenes uh well when i was well into my mcu uh uh fandom because uh, uh, like i mentioned before the first movie i saw was marvel's the avengers and I did pick up on tunnels, uh, turning around and stuff like that. But I never saw swarma until three years later or so. But yeah, uh, now I'm I'm always there, of course.
3: Yeah, I mean, who, if anybody could chime in, does does the DCU do they do they do end credit scenes too in their films?
4: Sometimes they have done it. Yes, yeah. not every time, but sometimes they have.
2: Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-four had an end credit, mid credit scene. Mid credit what? scene with uh,
0: yeah. with Linda Carter. That was actually yeah. kind of a nice shout out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. One of the better scenes in that movie. Oh,
0: sorry. I uh, saw. So the, so I, I saw. a uh, scene?
4: Just Justice League had the the original Justice League had the end credits scene with um, Lex Luthor and uh, what's the guy's name? Deathstroke. Deathstroke, Deathstroke thank you. And Deathstroke uh, forming the. The Evil League, or
2: whatever they wanted to call it. League of Their Own. League of Their Own. (laughs) And the race between The Flash and Superman was also mid-credits. That's right,
4: that's right,
0: yeah. And uh, Snyder's cut of the Justice League also had a um, mid- or post-credits scene with Luther and Deathstroke, but it wasn't starting the Legion of Doom. Uh, It was Lex Luthor telling Deathstroke who Batman actually is. Which... Frankly, still pisses me out because Deathstroke's one of my favorite DC villains. I'm like, why yes. did you have to waste him?
4: Deathstroke was great in Arrow on the TV Isn't show. It?
0: Yes, very yes. much agreed.
4: Tell me was was the was the end credit scenes for the uh, it Snyder cut was it like 15 minutes long? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know that that whole mo- I had to take a nap in the middle of that movie okay they went I, on so
3: long I haven't finished well, part 6 yet I'm still on part 6 and I haven't gotten to the final battle yet
0: <laughs> I just got tired of them constantly reusing one woman wailing every time Wonder Woman came on screen <laughs>
2: Well Arrowverse is miles better than the DCEU uh great uh, much more fun uh, much more uh, uh, uh it's it's just nicer to watch uh, and uh, the EU, it gets too preachy it, it's not my taste
3: well this to, so people out there know um we have not really covered it very much at this point like in, in the history of the 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 uh, MCU's bleeding edge but we are going to be starting a another series and I'm sure you'll see some of these same familiar faces on those streams and those podcasts, basically, and listen to those same voices because we're going to be doing reviews of all, I guess, ten of the DC animated films. That's going to oh. be upcoming. So that's probably going to actually start and jump off why we're doing this Infinity Saga review series. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm honestly really stoked for it because my first DC animated film was the new one that came out last year, the uh, Dark Side Apocalypse War or whatever. Um Dark, Justice League Dark. Yes, I thought it was awesome. Please include me for those. Of course. <laughs> pretty, pretty, please. Your your slot is is already is already held. Yay! Okay, so kind of moving forward, and this is gonna be kind of an interesting question. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that, that this will be you know, kind of it'll change the pace a little bit. So kind of starting things off with Yvonne. If we were to contrast Captain Marvel as a film with Iron Man in terms of the overall quality of the films, um, you know, or the production of the films, or the story, um, or the secondary characters, or the star, you know, the star of the movie, what would you say is different between the films? And, like, what is this, Is there anything that's the same, you think?
1: Uh, you know so it's hard to contrast because one was made you know in 2008 and one was made in 2019 so for me like cgi and you know the quality of production and things like that like i mean it it changed it changed because you know years went by and we just got better at doing that for movies um i actually i think there's a lot of similarities between iron man and captain america especially when you look at that that they both had this you know like think with your head and not with your heart contrast, right? And the moment that they started thinking with their heart, right? So Tony Stark started thinking with his heart, you know, I'm not going to, you know, sell weapons anymore. I'm actually going to do good. And then when Captain, um, Captain Marvel does... The same thing when she stops thinking with her head and she starts thinking with her, you know, feeling with her heart, her powers start coming in. Right. And so I, that's how I'm looking at the the contrast of the two movies. I mean, there's so much more to look at. But when I look at it, it's actually it's a running theme, I think, in MCU is, you know, is when you get out of your head and you get into your heart and why the reason you're doing it, the why behind everything is it actually is a running theme in the MCU that I I picked up when I was going, going through them all over again.
4: Taylor. Yes, and I'm going to show my full geek flag here for one second. That is a running theme and it is the same theme as the original Star Trek. The balance between logic and emotion, logic represented by Mr. Spock, emotion represented by Dr. McCoy, and Captain Kirk finding the balance between the two, <laughs> both are important. That is what drives human behavior. By the way, we don't move, we don't operate on instinct. We operate on logic and emotion. So yes, it's a universal theme, and it is a good big theme in uh, the, the MCU. As far as contrasting the two movies, first of all, both of them are, are great. Which one's better? Iron Man is better. Okay, Iron Man is a ten out of ten. Uh, Mar- Captain Marvel's a nine out of ten. There, you know, there's nothing that's not great in the MCU. Um, but yes, they are similarities. They're both origin stories. Um, both people come from a, uh, a military background. One is a member of the military. One as a supplier of the military, whose father, you know, helped to win win the greatest war in history. Uh, so they were both they both had that you know logic logic built into their what they did. And of course, one got kidnapped and brainwashed by blue aliens uh, to be a warrior, which is never fun. So I think they both go on that, that journey of discovery. Um, I think they both did a good job of staying true to the character, even though you are becoming a superhero. It doesn't mean you're a different, you're becoming a different person. She, she actually, for with, with Tony, he, he, he becomes his best version of himself. Right. Carol goes back to her original version of herself, which was her best version of herself. She remembered, that she was. Remember that that great line in, in Captain Marvel, "You're only human," and she said, she embraced that. I said, "Dang right, I'm only human, <laughs> and uh, humans get knocked down and get back up, and do the right thing." So I think both movies. You know, you can go on and on about comparing and contrasting two two movies, but as far as better, yeah, Iron Man is slightly better. Both are great.
3: Well, the only reason I brought up Captain Marvel and decided to like ask this is just because we did that Captain Marvel review. You know, before this, before the Iron Man review, we're doing the timeline a little bit different.
4: Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, so um, Alexis, um, same thing to you. What what are your thoughts?
0: It's hard to talk about Captain Marvel because I reviewed it on the Rattlerich and Broadcasting Network, and none of the guys I reviewed with liked it. Of course not. They all hated it, (laughs) and there is. It is a little rough around the edges. And I think part of that is that this not only was this an unfamiliar territory for the MCU, that they had a female superhero who had never appeared. This isn't like Black Widow, who's finally getting a movie and we have seen her character develop. So we know a little bit more about her captain marvel had not appeared yet this was also right in the middle of the me too movement and i think marvel was a little scared that if they didn't play this exactly right they were going to get dragged under the bus people were going to be complaining so i don't dislike captain marvel at all um but i feel that it's a movie that was made while walking on eggshells you can tell that they were very, very afraid that they were going to piss off the wrong people. But I still enjoyed it. Sam Jackson uh, was great in it. You know, I mean, when has Sam Jackson ever been bad? I really loved seeing him and Brie Larson uh, interact. They had great chemistry. Loved all the 90s throwbacks, obviously.
1: Yes, the music in that was fantastic.
0: <laughs> I still remember when the first trailer popped. Literally, I remember... Yes, hi, Cliff. Sorry, my... My lab puppy over here. <laughs> That's when I saw the first trailer drop. And the media thought was, okay, so this is said in the 90s. How nice they it get? She hits a blockbuster. Ask a stupid question. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I did like it. It just felt like they were trying to be a little bit too careful with it. Because you, you already see Brie Larson showing us so much more, I don't want to say character, but just so much more energy in her role when she showed up in Endgame. And I am looking forward to what they're going to do with the next um, Marvel movie. When they're going to bring in Miss Marvel, who will be um, in her own TV show, and we're going to see um, Monica Rambo uh, coming in. Is I? Does anyone know if they've decided if they're going to call her Photon or Spectrum? Because I know she goes by both in the books. They haven't made it, they
3: haven't they haven't made a designation yet in terms of how they're going to handle that. Unless anybody's heard anything different.
2: No, I, no, I think we are gonna go photon because it will be uh, like a, uh, uh, Maria Rambo uh, was her nickname uh, in the military, uh, so she will probably uh, pay uh, pay homage to that. When I'm live streaming. Do you, you want to walk behind yes. the camera?
0: You're walking behind me on the can and you're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good. It's all. I good. didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I was trying it's to alert good. my husband. And he just walked behind. Me. No, it's all well, well, well,
4: hey, the I, dogs I, do it.
0: It's <laughs> I, don't think he I was on air. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt.
2: My wife is sleeping, so I don't have that problem.
3: <laughs> no, that's the fun part about that's the human angle of doing this kind of stuff. Right? Is that like this kind of stuff? That kind of stuff happens, like um at some point i'm sure somebody's gonna come and walk in my room at some point like my mom or something to like bitch at me or something about something i forgot to do or whatever so like just wait till that happens i'm gonna love that that's gonna be a great moment for me um but it hasn't happened yet so far luckily maybe because i'm so loud she just knows that i'm doing something busy or i'm busy or whatever but um so um uh grandmaster what's your take i know that it's hard to contrast the two films Like Yvonne said, but if you can.
2: Um, I always say that if uh, and that's related to the sort of internet backlash Captain Marvel got a bit. um, uh, That if Captain Marvel would have come out in phase one uh, before the Avengers, uh, it would be considered one of the very best in that phase. Um, It's a good movie no doubt um iron man captain marvel uh it's about the same to me personally uh the thing with captain marvel to me was uh i had to see it like two three times before it really grew on me uh it was actually the first mo- uh, i had the same with black panther i i started to like it the second time i saw it uh And the same was with Captain Marvel. I I started to like it the second time I saw it. It didn't click with me right away. And it has nothing to do with the performances. Uh, It was just a little bit, um, how you say, uh, messy. Uh, It felt a bit messy in the beginning. Uh, And once the story uh, folded out, it, it became better. And when you see the second time, you already know the story. So then... Uh, it clicked with me uh, then. Um, So um, overall, I would say uh, Iron Man is the better film because it's, uh, but it's also much more simple simpler film, if you know what I'm, I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. it's much more straightforward. It's uh, uh, and, and, and with Captain Marvel, you get like the flashbacks and you don't know what's going on and uh, the interrogation from the scrolls. And it, it, yeah, it, it, feel, it felt a bit weird the first time I saw it. So, yeah, overall, I would say uh, Iron Man is the better movie uh, if, if, you, if you just look at it from a one time only view. Point of view. If you look at the overall story arc, Captain Marvel is just as good.
3: Well done. Well said. So I just want to mention quick that we of course don't have Perry Ramsey this um, late afternoon. You know, early evening. We don't have Cybernetic Shark, my my usual co-host for the show. And I just want to shout them out. And I hope that they're having great weekends and everything. And I look forward to seeing them on Wednesday evening. You know, it's always nice to um, have them be a part of the team. But I'm really glad, you know, to be honest with you, that with them not being able to make this time slot today, that we ended up having such a great panel here. Because I feel like, you know, I, I wasn't like at all concerned about what kind of energy or what kind of um, vibe we would have together as, as a, a collaborative mix. But I feel like all of the comments and all of the critiques that you guys are, are throwing out here have been really spot on and like very, very like, you know, uniquely – kind of individual, you know, and you've done a great job of separating things, you know, each as, as individual people, there hasn't been very much redundancy throughout this show, which is like a great thing to have, you know, something like that, you know, and have these really very different like opinions. Um, but kind of just to like, uh, I guess like wrap up the whole Iron Man review angle, and then we're going to kind of jump into a quick segment on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um. If I could just give everybody basically like as much time as you need, you know, or want, but try to make it, you know, five minutes or less if possible. I'm just going to give everybody a chance to do like a basic like synopsis or like a basic of the film or a basic personal take on the film and how it impacted you personally or like any kind of story with any, you know, anybody else that you know of and maybe how it impacted them. Um, You know, uh, and we'll start off with um, Alexis.
0: I'm sorry. Could you repeat the question? Please? Can you get? Can you give us
3: just like a, your like a basic like your overall like take on the film itself? Like what you know, just your personal take, and um, kind of like you know how it how it, what it what it's how it, why it's important to you maybe or like what it means to you
0: personally. Simplest way I can put it was, I felt looking back on it now, it's such a great way to look and realize Marvel did know what they were doing. Again, this was a gamble. They took it and it really paid off. And I think it's just further. It's just the beginning of the proof that we knew. <laughs> that, uh, they kn- <laughs> Thank you, Cleo. <laughs> that they knew what they were doing. And now, whenever I see new movies coming out, and we see, we you know we were talking about the casting director. Every time somebody complains about an an actor who's been cast in a movie, I just kind of look and go, have they proved? Have they done wrong yet? They haven't. You know, have faith. Mm -hmm.
3: Excellent. Most definitely, Um, Ivan.
1: Yeah. So, for me, like Iron Man is. Two things. Number one, it's integral because the whole franchise is, you know, it's it's our family. It's our movie nights. We still watch them when we do family movie nights. We watch Marvel. We don't watch a lot of the new stuff. But two, what I really love watching is as we're watching these new, the new movies come out, the new TV shows coming out. It's always nice to go back to the beginning and go, yeah, that's where it started. You know, like I was a fan at when it was then, right? Like I was in the theater when, when I watched Iron Man for the first time. So it, it's nice to, to just sit and be a lifelong fan of the franchise and talk about it with other people because um, I think it impacted a lot of people and a lot of families like, uh, you know, like mine.
3: What has this experience been like for you, Yvonne? This is your first time covering the MCU like this. Um, so like... Just quickly, like, what, what do you? How do you feel about it?
1: Um, I'm hope that uh, I'm sounding really smart right now. Uh, <laughs> you know I, I hope I'm you know I'm, I'm listening what I love is I love everybody has such a different viewpoint because they're coming at it from different stages of life different you know um, passions you know people who've read who have lifelong loves of comic books you know Taylor with his uh, Iron Man and that is it you know and then you know Alexis another female point and you know and Grandmaster was coming just you know talking about it that he never read it because that wasn't in his language what I love about it is we can I'll sit here and we can go yeah this is a love of ours and this is what we're pulling out of it and um you know it's it's great the franchise just uh, really basically is united people from all all over the world and this is a perfect example of it
3: well we've have we actually had arch jump in and mention um that um he said when we were talking about the end credit scene and he was like what you miss sam jackson like Exclamation <laughs> point question. Um,
1: I didn't I'm, know Sam Jackson was going to play him because I missed the end credits scene. Like, I, uh, yeah, that was, that was one of the things I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life.
3: <laughs> he also mentioned, Alexis, that's actually a huge point. Eggshells is exactly what I was just thinking. So, Arch is really on the same page with you, I think. Um, and he also said, enjoyable listen, people, lots of smart stuff. So, Yvonne, you do, apparently, you do sound pretty smart.
1: Yes. <laughs> so you can tell my kids now look at me. I am the MCU expert in our home and I'm going to hold them to that.
3: <laughs> Taylor, what do you what do you think?
4: I think the dog is eating Alexis now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's 5 months old. She's a puppy. She's just demanding attention. I I warned Uh, Jeff, about this, I said fair warning. I have a dog and she doesn't know when to, you know, back off or anything, so I can't make any promises. They won't interrupt. No, it's okay, (laughs) Dodger.
3: Hold on, buddy. I'm gonna take you out in just a minute, okay? I know, just give me a minute, I'll take you out. My dog is like looking at me too, so, anyways. Um, okay, Iron
2: Man, I should have kept my cat in the room,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cleo. No, no bites.
4: I, you know, I. Before this movie, there were a lot of great superhero movies. The first two Superman movies, uh, the Burton Batman movies, fantastic. The Raimi Spider-Man movies. Raimi, the King of Pulp, uh, took it to a, to a new level, I think. Um, and there were others that were good. Uh, you know, I like, uh, I'm not a big X-Men fan, but I like Blade. I like uh, the Fantastic Four movie. I liked uh, Daredevil. You know, a lot of these movies get get downgraded nowadays, but they did they did pretty good jobs with those. So I really didn't know. You know, I was thinking, what can Iron Man possibly do, especially to beat something like, uh, Raimi's Spider Man trilogy? And I went in there and I saw this movie, and I was I I was literally blown away. It was like no superhero movie I've ever seen before. Not because it was bigger. It wasn't necessarily bigger. Not because it was, um, you know more creative even, but just the the quality, the attention to detail, the attention paid to every facet of it, and the fact that it was was obvious that it was not going to be one superhero. It was not gonna be one superhero. If he, maybe he has a good sequel, then we'll do another superhero, and if he has a good sequel, maybe we'll do a crossover someday 10 years from now. No, it, it, it was going to be the entire universe of the characters that they owned at the time from the beginning. And I just gonna put a shout out one, I'm gonna give credit to Sam Raimi, like I said, the king of Pulp, who who really showed Marvel um, what what was what was capable, what was possible with the with the Spider-Man. And I'm also gonna give a shout out to someone we haven't mentioned yet, John Favreau. Well he was mentioned a little bit, John Favreau for directing this movie and being in it. Barely. I, I, you know, it wasn't until I watched it again this morning that I realized I don't think Happy Hogan even had a line in this movie. He was just there driving the car and walking behind Uh, Tony Stark he may have had one one line somewhere
0: he had Um, a couple
4: yeah did he okay he may have had a couple little I think when he was driving the car he might have said something when uh Tony was telling him to go get a cheeseburger and then and take us to the to the press conference (laughs) or whatever but uh and then later of course he became an integral character but he's the director and uh I think Marvel did the right thing because it's obvious to me that he you know I, I think I've heard him say this since in interviews he was a Marvel fan so they hired a Marvel fan to direct a Marvel movie. You know, damn, what a, mar- what a, what a novel concept. You know, <laughs> usually they don't do that. They hire someone who's like never read a comic book to uh, direct a, a comic book movie. But uh, Marvel did the right thing and picked the right people uh, to direct it. And, you know, we've, we've all seen the results of what happened from that, from that hum- you know, the humble beginnings of the MCU. It's become the biggest entertainment phenomenon in really in history and certainly the big, biggest movie franchise of all time
3: uh, most definitely um grandmaster what what are what what are your thoughts
2: well when you build a house you start with the first brick and the first brick of the house of the mcu is Iron Man, and it's a foundation of everything and thus to me it's very important and Um, Even though it's, uh, like I say, it's it's not very high on my MCU list, uh, uh, I still love it, and uh, yeah. When The first time I saw it, it was so awesome, and uh, to this day, uh, yeah. I I just love seeing it, knowing there's a complete journey coming after that, and uh, yeah. Uh, when the dirt road in Afghanistan shows up, uh, I I get all excited, and that's for good reasons. And Iron Man, yeah, very important to me.
3: Well, Taylor, thanks for, so much for mentioning John Favreau. I didn't highlight the fact. That, I mean, I have thrown up a a a, um, a, a like a, a logo or like a you know a comment where I talked about John Favreau, but really, I think that like it, you do need it needs to be mentioned that that he did start things off with Iron Man and directed Iron Man and did a great job. And I thought he was really great as Happy Hogan, too, in his, like, limited capacity. Mm-hmm. I thought that, I thought he, that he, he was an interesting secondary character in his, like, small role. Um. All right, so I'll tell you what. Let's move on and do something different here and kind of, like, you know, do a little bit of a re-review of the Falcon of the Winter Soldier just to change pace. Um. And basically starting off with um, with you, uh, Yvonne, um, if you had to give the finale of the Falcon and the winter soldier, a one through 10 grade, what would you give it like on the spot if you don't mind? And like, why,
1: what is everyone else giving it first? No, <laughs> <just> I <kidding. laughs> <laughs> honestly, I would probably give it a nine out of 10. And my reason for that is because they tied everything up. I hate when they don't do I mean like besides you know the movies with the Avengers you know we get the clips but you know this wasn't that this was something very different and they had to tie all of that you know their you know six episodes they had to tie that up so that they could move forward and there was nothing being pulled from that series into what was going to be happening next so I like uh, I like how it ended I like how you know, like Sam became the next Captain America. I like, you know, Bucky calling him Cap at the end. You know, like you just know there's going to be that great friendship. You know, the the fake Captain America. That's my daughter and I called them the fake Captain America the entire time. You know, like he just had that redemptive story. You know, and, and just all of I just thought, I mean, nine out of 10, I thought they did a really good job.
3: That's, I think that's fair. Um, what do you think, Grandmaster?
2: Uh, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, before and I still do uh, it, it, it's to me the this this the, they, they did a perfect job ending this series uh, at, at for this moment and uh, yeah uh, I, I can't fault the finale and uh, I love the first time you see Sam coming through the window as Captain America uh, see him in his full glory um, um, a little bit pink, but it's uh, the red light. But uh, anyway, <laughs> my wife called him Hello Kitty, but that's a, that's a whole different story. Uh, but uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, his speech uh, I think is uh, one of the best pieces of dialogue in the whole MCU, and uh,
3: I, I I I just love it. Okay, how about you, Alexis?
0: I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Um, I loved seeing Sam don the official Captain America costume with his wings. How was comic accurate? I love the wrap up with US agents. The scene where they wrap things up with Isaiah Bradley was so touching. I don't know if you guys have read Truth, Red, White, or Black, but it is an incredibly powerful comic. And Marvel really needs to re-release it. I was able to read it online because print copies are currently going for like three hundred dollars. <laughs> it's like not spend that much on my comic books. Mm-hmm. However, I have to deduct uh, the two points because I thought the whole thing with Sharon Carter was forced, and I didn't think it made a lot of sense. I thought it was just like really, she's the power broker. You're, I, I don't know. It just kind of felt like they were saying, "Ooh, plot twist," rather than actually building up towards it. Good point. So that that was the only part I didn't like. So I can't give it a perfect score.
3: I agree with you 100% on that. I feel like, honestly, I don't want to be overly critical of this series or the MCU in general. I don't like to be like that. But for me, I felt like, in terms of what Yvonne said, I have a different kind of differing opinion. I feel like the majority of the, of the, of the, of the, of the finale, they did a good job of finishing the arcs with the characters. But at the same time I felt like with a couple of them it was a little bit spotty. Like I, I I felt like the way that they wrapped up the arc, for instance of the main villain, um I think it was what's was her name Cassie? Um Carly. Carly. I feel like her arc was kind of done sloppily. You know what I mean? Like I didn't like the way that they that they finished things off with her. Um I felt like it was it was anticlimactic. And same thing with with um with with agent um 13. Um, you know, she, you know, like, again, the whole thing with her becoming the power broker, uh, you know, like, I mean, again, it was, it just didn't really do anything for me, but, um, going over to you, Taylor, what are your thoughts?
4: I give the episode a nine out of 10. I think they did a good job wrapping up the storylines. I think it was a good finale, a good setup for future, future things. Uh, I agree. I keep meaning to go back and rewatch some key episodes because the the, the uh, power broker thing didn't make sense to me either. Maybe it does if I watch it again and pay more attention, but it didn't really make sense that she was the power broker at that point. Um, the other reason I didn't give it a, a nine out of 10, the, uh, the speech at the end, it, it didn't hit me the way it seemed to hit a lot of people. I, I, I thought it was just kind of some, some platitudes, you know, with, no specifics, it's easy to say do better. Okay, how? <laughs> you know, the, the world's population doubled in the blink of an eye. There's gonna be people displaced, okay? <laughs> There's gonna be resources stretched. Sorry, it's the real world. Bad things are gonna happen to people. It's not an excuse to, to blow up a building and murder uh, people. <laughs> um, so I thought I thought that was a little bit simplistic that, of a wrap up. But I love I love Sam as Captain America. I think he's going to do great things in the MCU in the future. I love the Winter Soldier. I think we're going to see uh, John Walker again, U.S. Agent, and I'm excited about that. So overall, you know, sounds like I'm I'm criticizing. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. You can only get a little bit higher than that, but it it was very good.
3: I've got to say, I would do, I would give it a seven. And. I, 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 and I only because I feel like there are things that could have been done differently in the show. I agree with you very much, Taylor, on the speech. It didn't hit me really. It didn't work with me. I felt like it was forced in a way and like too long, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Um, yeah. It could have been a little bit more like uh, concise. Um, but I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. John Walker was my Monica Rambeau in the series. Like I felt like he really stood out and I loved him, loved him in the finale. Because they really did do a great job with his arc, like mm-hmm. um, in terms of like wrapping it up in the finale. I felt like his redemptive story was so effortless and did not have to be communicated at all during the finale. Like there didn't have to be a big speech from him, you know. Like he didn't have to say a lot. And when he actually like rolled into like the the finale with Sam and Bucky and started beating up the the super soldier, you know, folks, the terrorists. I felt like it was so cool that like there was no there was no dialogue between him and Sam and Bucky. They didn't like chide him, they didn't criticize him. They just automatically kind of gave him a nod and like that was it. Like, you know, like you screwed up, you know it. So like, you know, okay, like start beating up some bad guys. Like, you know, like um and it, it was it, I thought he was great. But um okay, so basically um going to you again Grandmaster just, you know, like quickly if you had to give the whole series a grade what would you give it
2: yeah same 10 out of 10. uh it's I'm not I'm, I'm gonna say it uh and I, it's not a popular opinion but it's my favorite MCU outing to date wow yeah I I absolutely love this series uh I've watched it like four five times completely already and uh, yeah to me it's great and uh, it's my favorite MCU outing. Uh, and uh, uh, if if they keep Phase Four the way it's going, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I can't wait for Wednesday.
3: <laughs> yes, I, me too. I agree with you. Um, and just to mention that quickly, everybody, we do have Loki coming up, and of course, like you know, we'll be covering it here on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. Um, I, you know. I, I haven't even i haven't even planned it yet to be honest with you but i need to but i'll be coming on the podcast of champions too hopefully to do yes. interview with them yep. so we, um we record
2: we record usually uh Saturday at 5 pm uh eastern standard time uh we do our reviews for uh whatever is on Disney plus or, or we are reviewing uh so Everybody is uh, welcome to join, uh, uh, people who are listening. Uh, but uh, maybe I can do a little shameless plug later for my website.
0: <laughs> of course you can. Of course yeah. you can. I'll definitely give you time for that. And and so just, what's, the, what's the point of us doing live streams if we don't get to plug our own stuff? Of course. <laughs> hey, believe me, I I I, I will. I've got it written down
3: here on my on my outline. Um, but um, yeah, I just want to mention quickly. Um, just a quick potential schedule change. We are supposed to set to do a review of the Incredible Hulk on our typical Wednesday evening slot here on the MCU's Bleeding Edge at 9.05 p.m. Eastern. Um, but, like, now that I think about it with Loki, I kind of forgot about it. We may actually have to swap that up and, like, maybe do the Loki review instead of that or something. Because um, if I remember correctly, um, uh, Taylor, when do- Loki drops on Wednesday morning, doesn't it?
4: Yes, Yep, Wednesday. Okay, they that's what I thought. Wednesday's the new Friday. I don't know why, but that's what they did.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Alexis? I, I, I think they didn't want it to conflict with uh, Black Widow when it comes out on Friday. Ah, maybe.
1: No. Yes, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what? The, the
3: Black Widow is impending. Movies tend to open here on Wednesdays
2: in my country. Where are you from? The Netherlands. The Netherlands. Okay. So we, uh, uh, it's when you guys, you always talk about Friday openings. Uh, for us, it's two days earlier. But there's a big chance Black Widow will even open a week earlier than that. So uh, uh, open a week earlier here than they do in the States as so. well.
3: Well, yes, we've got a, we've got an international flavor to the stream today, like with the Grand Master, without question. Um, Any
2: phone, uh, She's also not from America, or the States. She's from Canada. That's right. That's right.
3: <laughs> that's right. And we and, and 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 I love Canada. So I mean, I'm all you know. I I, I don't hate on Canada. Um, I'm I'm from New York. So I mean, I used to live like an hour and a half away from the border. So I mean, I'm you know I'm fond of Canada. Um, but um, so Alexis. What is, your, what is your overall grade for the series and
0: why? Overall grade for the series, I guess, would be a 9.5 out of 10. Because for the most part, I have very few problems with it. I still remember the first episode, the action scenes for the canyon was amazing. Yeah. The development between Sam and Bucky and what they're going through, very well done. Great touch. It really established and Touchdown. down on what soldiers go through when they come back, what we see Bucky's going through with his PTSD, Sam having to go through coming back from the, uh, the blip trying to help his sister, the systemic racism that they're facing. Uh, you know, you, you hear more about the cause that the, um, the terrorists are doing and you understand a little bit more. I mean, you don't side with them, but you understand a little bit more what they're going through. Uh The sequence where U.S. agent loses his mind and kills one of the terrorists was so haunting and so well done. You know, that was one hell of a cliffhanger. The only thing I find kind of interesting was that Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character, the Contessa, is apparently going to be in uh, Black Widow. And she was supposed to... The Black Widow, we all know, was supposed to come out last year long before Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to premiere. Obviously, the end of the world happened and they had to shuffle everything. So I find it kind of interesting the way she just showed up. And I think that it was supposed to have much more of an impact because we're going to see her in Black Widow. So it, it's kind of interesting the way she shows them. Like, I feel like this was supposed to have a grander entrance than it did. I'm glad you
3: made that point because she, it, I mean, the character she's playing is Madam Viper. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and she, and she, and she's associated with Hydra in the comics. So... I think that's going to be an interesting element in the Black Widow film if that's the direction that they go in. But um, Taylor, what what are your thoughts as far as grading the series overall?
4: I give the series a 9 out of 10. I pretty much gave every episode a 9 out of 10. Uh, it's great. It's a great series. I agree with everything that Alexis just said about how they, you know, the action scenes. Is, the, the, the first two episodes had two action scenes. It was the one with the, the helicopters and the and the flight suits with Batrock, uh, the leaper in there, who I love that, bringing that character back. And then the second scene had, the, had that scene on the train, another incredible action scene. And I, I said both of those action scenes, either one of those could have been the climax of a blockbuster action movie right there. And they were in the first two episodes of a TV series. And the characterization, the, the, everything she said, the, the character development for the main characters and their... The development of their friendship over time it was all very very well done as well as the whole um john walker and his partner let's give a shout out to battlestar uh, and that actor did a great job so uh overall it, it was very very excellent so I, I give it a nine out of ten
3: Yeah. And went to uh, madripoor.
4: i mean there's a there's a comics callback they went to madripoor for crying out loud
3: yes i love the madripoor angle that was a big thing for me that i really enjoyed oh, yeah.
4: I'm sorry, how can I forget? Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo's yeah. worth, like, five points by himself.
3: <laughs> yes, he was great. Uh, Arch says, don't forget, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a lot cut out every, over whatever virus subplot they cut out. That is a, g- a great point of you to make, Arch. They did have to cut a lot, and I think that that probably – that is something that I take into consideration personally when I critique the series because there has to be stuff that, like, would have given more connective tissue – with the story, I think probably that they had to like, you know, rescind or like cut out because of the whole COVID situation. But Yvonne, what's what's your take?
1: Um, I really liked it. I would give it a nine, nine and a half out of ten also. Each episode you walked away. Like there was times where you're like, Yeah, Carly, I totally get why you're doing this. I feel for you. And then the next moment you're like, I dislike you. Like, come on, guys, get it together and you know, like, they really developed each person and the reason why they did it, right? So it's not just throwing a bunch of people in there and it's like, okay, it's just the Falcon and Winter Soldier and that's the only... Like, they really gave some really good meat to the characters, right? So you really identified with them. You know, the the first moment that John Walker was sitting in that locker room, you know, and you just you felt that, like, as a hero, you just felt that you're like, yeah, he's going to do amazing, even though I know... I knew what he was going to happen. Like, I knew what was going to happen. You just felt it. And you're like, this, it, it just, it was really well done. And I think, uh, you know, it, it set up um, some really great stories going forward. And it, it just was fun to watch in general.
3: Great. I think that's great. I think that's that's very to the point. And, um, you know, honestly, I think that we're at a point where why don't we go ahead and try to this has been really great, and I could keep doing this for another half hour. It wouldn't bother me at all. But um, why don't we kind of cut things off here and go ahead, and I'll give everybody a chance to shamelessly plug their content and everything and whatnot. Um, why don't we start off with you, Alexis?
0: Okay. Um, actually, I have a couple of things to plug, if that's okay. Hey, as much as you want. All right. Well, first of all, like I mentioned, I am a frequent collaborator on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, uh, which runs through uh, the W2M network. Uh, we do a couple of different shows there. I am a frequent guest on Source Material, where we talk comics, uh, TV Party Tonight, we talk TV shows. We're going to be doing two shows next week, talking about the newest season of Lucifer and uh, the first season of Modoc. Uh, we also do a show called Damn You Hollywood. Uh, we just did two shows this last week talking about Cruella and A Quiet Place 2. I have a lot of fun discussing those. Uh, all of our shows are available online. And we are also launching our new trivia game, which I am co-host on. And actually, guys, we're always looking for contestants. Uh, we're going to be recording on June 19th. And the theme is female superheroes. So if you guys want to come in and be a contestant on that, um, you know, please hit me up. Let me know You can't play. You're a dog. (laughs) And the other thing, of course, to plug is Honeysuckle Rose Creations. This is my company. I am a jewelry designer. We sell through uh, Etsy and handmade at Amazon. We also are frequent at comic and anime cons, or we were before last year. We're really excited to be back on the road. We're going to be doing Crypticon here in Kansas City uh, coming up very soon. We're going to be heading to Megacon in Orlando, Really excited about that when that's our first time down there. I'm just so happy to be going back on the road. Um Alexis, if you don't I don't mean to cut you off, but
3: if you're gonna be down in the in my in my area, I'll tell you what, if it's possible, I'd love, love, love to actually be able to maybe like record with you potentially if we can make that happen.
0: Totally. Um I haven't been up to New York in a while. Um No, no, I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. Oh, I thought oh right, you said you were from New York. I i apologize no no i i tend to get the map screwed up <laughs> no i'm in, i'm in sarasota county okay all right cool uh but yeah so really looking forward to that um we're working on hey. some new products to be putting that we're going to hey. be putting online designing a couple of new charm bracelets and earring sets majority of our pieces I don't know if you can see it uh, the piece I'm wearing here, majority of the stuff is actually upcycled from old game pieces. The sample I'm wearing here is the choker. It's actually made out of a Scrabble tile. So, Next time that buff- you come on, I
3: will work with you beforehand, and we'll try to make sure that we throw up some graphics for you. Um, you got it. And maybe we can even throw up some images of the totally. jewelry. Um, Taylor, do you have anything, you, anybody you want to shout out, oh. anything you want to mention?
4: Well, I don't have anything to plug. I don't have any uh, websites or podcasts of my own. I just piggyback on other people's. Uh, I don't have time for any of that stuff because I have to watch my programs. Um, and uh, that's all I got.
3: You're just, a, you're, just a, you're just an excellent guest, which is a great – hey, as far as Thank I'm you. concerned, listen, somebody's got to be a great guest. You know, like, I mean, you know, hats off to, to Alexis. Hats off to you, Taylor, because, I mean, you guys, you guys make an impact – without oh. actually having to host your own show or anything like that. And that's great. I think it's awesome. I'm glad to have you on the program. And, yes, I want to just mention Mark Rudledge. He's been a big, um, uh, you know, supporter of me and really helped me out and taught me some stuff, you know, in terms of podcasting and, you know, um, and you know how to do these reviews and everything. I come on his shows as also just like Alexis does. I did um, uh, Without Remorse um recently um and uh, was the only person on the panel that liked it um loved loved being that you know that guy but um uh yvonne what do you got
1: uh so i actually co-host my own podcast called on the road to damascus um we share inspirational stories so that people uh, can be inspired in their own life when they feel stuck um, and then I'm actually going to um, shamelessly uh, plug my daughter, who is a cosplayer. Uh, and uh, she has an Etsy shop called Meraki.cause, and she sells anime scrunchies. So Meraki.cause, and uh, she is a cosplayer too, uh, with a very large following. So um, yeah, I think uh, that's cool.
3: Well, next time you come on, do the same thing I said to Alexis. Just go ahead and give me you know the information, and I'll go ahead and make a graphic for it. And then if she has a logo or something or a picture that she wants me to put up, I'll throw that up there with the with the uh, the logo. Okay,
1: that sounds great.
3: Yeah. No, listen, I'm totally fine with trying to advertise anybody's, uh, you know, products or, like, um, you know, accessories or whatever that, you know, you guys have going on. If there's anything like that ever happening, Grandmaster, same thing with you, just let me know, and I'll go ahead and drop something on the stream so everybody can actually see it. Yeah. And what are your grandmaster go ahead go ahead and talk about Sakar Yeah
2: um, I own a, uh, founded a, a, a discussion forum on uh, Interwebs uh, called uh, Sakar. You can find it at Sakar.freeforms.net. Uh, it's a small community uh, of MCU fans, but we, uh, there's also people uh, who are more fans of other uh, pop culture outings. And um, we also started a podcast uh, called uh, the Podcast of Champions. Uh, <coughs> and um, well, we do reviews and talk about stuff. Uh, we haven't been active lately, but that's basically because uh, we are a bit busy recently. But uh, we're going to pick it up again soon. Uh, so join us on this forum. Uh, you can be on the podcast, you can be on the review, and uh, we would love to have you there.
3: Um, great. Uh, and I'm, I'm on Sakar myself, and I like it on there. Um, I'm starting to become more active on there. I think it's a great um, forum. Um, And I just want to mention also that um, in terms of what Alexis mentioned with the Mark Rudledge podcasting network and like the potential opportunities over there, if any, if everybody's okay with it, and I'll ask you later on after the show's over, um, I'll share some, you know, just some basic information from everybody to uh, Alexis. Just if if you guys want to get on, you know, maybe one of Mark's programs or whatever, or this game show they're doing, I can, you know, I'll give Alexis some type of contact info so she can. Go back and forth with you, you know, on your on your own individually, because I honestly think that um, you know, Mark would probably, unless would probably love to have a couple of you guys kind of jump on, you know, um. The, yes. the- I'll say
0: anybody, do you guys anybody here want to be in our next trivia game? Um, theme is female superheroes.
4: It honestly wouldn't be fair if I participated in that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if not gonna be there, I'll be there.
2: <laughs> oh
0: arch just said he's in <laughs>
2: yeah i'm I'm fine uh, i'm fine too i'm always in uh, so
0: all right yes jeff if you would be so kind as to uh get me the contact information um uh would you guys be okay if i contacted you through facebook yeah okay we set. we tend I'm to okay. set up a, i'm sorry i'm okay with that okay we tend to set up a group chat on facebook <laughs> messenger uh, be- like a week or so before. So I'll if anyone that. has any comments
3: or anything, all right. Yep, I'll do that. That's what I'll do. I should have already done it. I apologize, but uh, I will go ahead and do that after the show. I just got to get uh, Remco Facebook information quick. Um, and to, uh, Taylor, are you on Facebook or not? No. Okay, you're on Instagram though. Yeah. Okay, so Alexis, are you on Instagram? I am. Okay. Well, that's, I can connect you with Taylor on there. Okay. Okay. Excellent. And as far as I go with this whole, you know, plugging deal, I, mean, I really don't have much to offer other than the fact, well, I do have a lot, but, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to use my time that wisely. I'm just going to try to basically highlight the MCU's bleeding edge. I just want to, again, mention that I, I Perry and cyber. I love you guys. Um, you're my, you know, the cyber and Perry are good friends of mine personally, not just my co-hosts, and um, I I do miss them when they're not around. But at the same time, I think things would have been pretty rough if we had tried to make this work with seven people. So, I mean, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we had just five. Um, I want to thank Arch for his comments and everything through the stream. Arch, it was great to have you come on and, like, kind of join uh. us and collaborate with us kind of, like, existentially, I guess. Um, uh. And uh, basically, you can find me – um, on Rizzle. Rizzle is my home platform. This is a TikTok, um, similar app. And um, you can find me on there uh, as the conservative voice. You can find me on there on the TCV MCU um, channel that I have on there. I'm the number one MCU content creator on Rizzle. I have almost 9 million views and I'm creeping up on 200,000 subscribers. So that is my home platform. Um, if, you know, um, if you, if you decide that you check it out to check it out and you don't like the <laughs> politics, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, this is an MCU show. That's what we focus on. Um, and, uh, basically besides that, I just want to mention that we are on Twitch. We are on Trovo we are on VK live. We're on D live. We're on daily motion. We're on Facebook live. We're on YouTube all under the MCU's bleeding edge. Um, and if anybody ever wants to collaborate or contact, contact us about anything, MCU's Bleeding Edge, all lowercase at gmail.com, is the, the simple email that you can contact me at. Um, if anybody else has anything to say, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it. I think we're good. All right. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous, fabulous live stream. It was wonderful sharing this time with you. Love having all these new guests on the program, Taylor. Thank you for coming back again, brother. You were great no as always. Thank you, Taylor. 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 Uh, Taylor thinks that that I'm that I'm bullshitting him or whatever that I'm giving him all these props. <laughs> I'm genuinely appreciative of him, and I think that he really does uh, do some great critiquing. Um, but um, Alexis, thank you very much for coming on for the first time. Of course. Thanks for.
0: Uh... Tolerating the interruptions from these two. <laughs> no,
3: look, hey, you were wonderful, just as I knew you would be. Thank Same you. thing with you, Avon. I I knew that you would bring it to the table. I knew you would you would bring your shit, and you did. <laughs> you know, so like, thank you for doing that for us. Shout out to Yvonne's family. Um, we, you know, I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. uh Grandmaster, thank you very much for finally coming on. Thank you for you know decide you know working with me on the scheduling
2: yeah uh you're welcome and uh, I'm sorry you I'm the reason you guys have to do this uh, like uh at a, probably dinner time or something but uh, yeah otherwise no! it's, uh,
3: middle of the night for me wait <laughs> hey, this is a great time I love this slot I think this is great so no it's but, it's not bad uh, at all I think a six o'clock p.m start like honestly for in terms of like uh you know like as we start to continue to grow the MCU's bleeding edge I feel like, you know, in terms of trying to get people to like check out the content and join in on the streams and stuff, I feel like a Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern start is actually pretty good. Um, you know, good timing. But um, all right, everybody, this is the MCU's bleeding edge. I am the founding host and co-host essentially of the show. And um again, thank you to all of our supporters out there. Thank you to all of the content creators that I know personally that support us and, and check out our content and, and you know, join in on the streams. I want to thank all of my guests again, and we're out of here. Peace.